Well, I can say it's been a minute since I've done this little podcast of mine. Been almost about a month. I can, I can explain why I haven't been on the grid for the past month. Um, things have just been going crazy. Um, when I do this podcast, I talk about loneliness and depression. And, you know, I talk about it from my specific vantage point. But the one thing that I have to keep in mind is that this is not a gimmick or character acting or anything like that. Me trying to put on that. Sometimes I go through depression and I get lonely. And sometimes, you know, like life happens. But this stuff is real. So when I talk about this stuff, I, you know, combination of work. My work schedule has just been absolutely crazy. You don't care about that. Eh, I'm just explaining it anyway. Work schedule's been crazy. Life's been going a little bit crazy. And then sometimes, listen, out of nowhere, you know. I talk about it in the episode about, you know, roller skating and weightlifting. Sometimes bad days just hit, and boy, they hit. And I got hit with some for a series of days where it came time for me to think, well, I should do something for the podcast. And I just was like, nah, the hell with it. I ain't got time for it. I don't feel like it. You know what I mean? Get a little bit of edge to you. You know what I mean? The hell with this thing. Why do I need to be bothered with it? Can I just go off and be depressed? Can I can I can I sink into this pit? Do I gotta always do something? So you know, I, I I was definitely at that place, you know. So, and the other aspect is, I just didn't want to just be putting stuff out, just be putting stuff out. And weird thing is, you know, I there's some stuff that kind of hit me at a weird angle, and I thought I gotta talk about this just into my stupid microphone on my stupid phone. But then I was just kind of like. I should probably think about this a little bit. Something that doesn't really get done a lot, I've noticed this, is people don't really meditate and think on things deeply. It's just kind of like we just say it and we just blurt it out. We burp it up. Kind of like baby vomit. Get a little pat on the back and we're vomiting it out and going, this is what I think. And I go, what do I really think about this? Let me show a little bit of, you know, care to this thing. And, you know, so... Without any further ado, that's the explanation of where I've been. And sometimes it's just going to be like that. You know, I'm not going to lie. I-, I wouldn't lie to you. I don't lie. I have a visceral reaction to liars. Ask anybody who knows me. You want to piss me off? Lie to me. I will turn on you like a mad dog. But sometimes like life hits and I just go, hey, I burn every bridge and I light the cigarette and go, what the hell with it? I don't care about it. But, you know, I'm back on the grid now. And let's see. Take my little torpedo boat out and see what's going on. If my voice sounds funny little under the weather, and no, I do not have the coronavirus. I did have it back in March. It was kind of weird. I'm in very good shape and, you know, healthy and got it. It wasn't fun, but wasn't the worst thing. But, you know, I'm thankful to be well. But where is this? Where, where am I taking this torpedo boat now? Enough about me. Let's talk about me. <laughs> where Where is this little torpedo boat going? I keep dancing around it, and, and I kind of, last couple of weeks, I've found myself Back on the internet. Because like I said, if you don't have real people in your life, you contact a lot of these real people who are quote-unquote in your life through the internet and you get drawn back to social media. I think I'm thinking social media. If this podcast is a torpedo boat, I think what I like to call anti-social media is kind of a capital ship in this fleet that I'm up against right now. It's not It's not a cruiser. It's not a destroyer. It's more of a battleship or aircraft carrier. I don't know. I want to make it the aircraft carrier, but there's something bigger than that. There's something bigger behind social media. I don't know what it is. Listen, historically, it might be the Industrial Revolution. Who knows? But there's something, like I said, social media is a, is a, is a capital ship. It's one of the larger ships around which this 
thing about depression and loneliness, from my vantage point, revolves. Why? Because I've seen it enact itself in my life in real time. I've seen my relationships as I've engaged with social media. Now, I, I, like I said, I've already said, you know, part of my life I've been a bit of a loner, you know. Listen, changing schools and meeting new people, not fun. Not one of the things I like to do. I don't like try to insert myself into a social circle. If I already have a social circle, I don't like to insert myself into a new I'd like to just keep friends. But I, I'm looking at it now as it changes now and as social media grows. And I had a kind of a weird interaction. And I'll talk about it in a second. Where I'm heading now is kind of an interactions that I had on the internet, anti-social media, as I like to call it. But these, these were really two strange interactions. And one was an actual interaction. The other one was kind of an observation. And so, like I said, I don't have friends. I don't have a social life. I don't have people who I go out with. I used to. I used to look at, you know, being on the internet, being on MySpace, being on the computer. is kind of what the realm for losers. I was like, oh, losers do that, man, because they ain't got nobody. Oh, that's smash cut. Here I am sitting here 36 years old looking around going like, well, I don't have anybody. Let me try to make a connection on the computer. And it's funny because I think about things, what would seem kind of just obvious, simple, generic. I dig deeper into it. So, you know, like I said, I talked about in the episode about roller skating and weightlifting that I got into roller skating recently, you know. Well, last couple months, you know, it was something that I branched out in my life. I said, you know what, instead of sitting here kind of wallowing in the depression, find something to get into it. And roller skating for me was kind of a weird point in my life because it was, for me, the great bogeyman of my life because I broke my arm when I was five. And I've broken bones doing other things, but roller skating was always impressed upon my mind as this terrifying thing. And you're talking to somebody who flew a plane at 16 by himself. So, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal, but, you know, something about it happening at five kind of... But I got into it, and I'm, you know, I watched people on the internet, and I was just like, man, you see these trick skaters, I'm thinking, I can do that, I'm pretty athletic for my age, play sports my whole life, very athletic, flexible, can do all that kind of stuff, so I said, yeah, I'm gonna get into it. Well, there was this one girl, she had a YouTube channel, it was funny, because you type in roller skating, and you know YouTube, it'll give you recommendations, right? It'll say, you know, we, we think you'd like this video based on this. Sometimes it gives me videos from nowhere where it's like, do you want to hear about politics and what Chris Cuomo says about Trump? It's like, I don't want to hear anybody in the news talk about anything. Why are you recommending it? But that's a different story, right? So this girl, she's has a video and goes, my first week of skating. Now, I, you know, I expect... Because my first week of skating was kind of like ooh, getting up on the skates and a little bit of moving. And, oof, you know, one of those oof, where you fall on your ass and everything. You eat it, you know, and you're thinking, okay, here we go. Because in my mind, I'm, I'm kind of subliminally thinking, oh, boy, here we go with the broken arm. But, you know, she did her video and she had a couple falls. And next thing you know, her seventh day, she was just spinning around and doing stuff. And I'm thinking... Either you're a ringer or you're putting us on and everything, right? But I was really impressed with it. So I, I kind of I, – I, I rarely do this in on YouTube or social media. I rarely comment on things because I don't like the disembodied nature of it. It's weird. It's creepy to me. I, I don't feel like I can ever grab hold of that person. There's something about talking to that person directly, looking them in the eye and saying something and knowing that you're getting a response back versus typing something out there where they can just ignore it. They can delete it. It's just super weird. I, I can't wrap my mind around it and how we do it in our society. God bless us. I, we've been trained to do it. 
it's unnatural. But anyway, so I made a comment and I said, listen, you've taken to it like a duck to water. Me, I've taken to it like a duck to lava. But still fun though, right? And it was kind of a quippy comment, but I was really complimenting her because she was really good at this. I mean, like, almost like I said, a natural, which, you know, maybe some people, listen, that's nuanced. Some people just take the things better. And she commented and, you know, and she wrote, LOL. Thanks for the comment. Yeah, it's all about having fun, though. And I thought, that was a nice comment and everything. And then I, and then I started, and this is where, if you don't like going into the weeds, this is where you hop off the train. I'm going into the weeds, and I'm going in heavy. LOL. That, that's always a weird term for me. LOL. Which, which of course, if you haven't lived under a rock. Now, I, I was one. I found out about it later. I, I wasn't an early adapter of LOL. I, it just didn't feel natural to me. It means laugh out loud. And so I, I, I kind of thought about it. I was like, what is about that that bothered me? Because she was very nice in her comment. You know, she was, like I said, she's got a couple thousand subscribers and everything. And like I said, people have lives. They're busy. They don't have time to always respond. But it's something about how we're trained to write LOL. It represents laughter, which to me, laughter is maybe the most human thing Besides crying that we do, it, it, it is indelibly human. It, it is so human. It's unfreaking believable. I mean, here's how laughter works, right? I have two children right now, right? And I've seen them grow from infants to now one's a toddler, one's a first grader, right? I would hate to anybody to talk about killing them. That would, that would tear me apart. Or, you know, knowing, you know, you hear about somebody who has an infant die, you're just like, Oh my God, that's, that's, you feel it now. You feel it a little more viscerally on this side, right? But it's kind of funny because here's, here's what laughter, let me talk about how laughter works. I was in college, I was in the Air Force, and you know, one of my roommates made a called dead baby jokes. They're absolutely macabre and dreadful and ghastly. But I remember just laughing. It, it, it drew something out of me. It's so weird. Even talking about it now is kind of making me snicker. It's horrible subject. That that's how human laughter is. It's nothing better than, from my vantage point in life, nothing better than the inappropriate snicker in church. It's the best thing. It's the greatest gift that life's given. It's it's. You hear something. I distinctly remember a young lady. She was playing a violin solo. <laughs> Talking about it right now is gonna make me laugh. She's playing a violin solo in church, and she's playing, you know, we're singing church, must be good in church. But you're a boy, you're thinking this is boring. I gotta, I gotta get run, right? So she was playing doxology. On the violin. And then she gets to the last note, and she biffs it. Me and my brother, in church, you know, adults, they know better. Me and my brother, six or five, six and nine. What are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do with that? Of course we snicker. My mom, of course, is horrified at us and we get talked to after church, but <laughs> my dad, even looking at his face, I remember as a kid, that moment happened. He's laughing. It's such a funny moment. It's inappropriate. It is a horrible thing to do. But still, one of the most wonderful moments of my life. I can still feel it, you know, just coming up, you know, that holding back the snicker. But laughter is such a human thing. I mean, you could be at a funeral and people will be crying and that's such a human thing. And somebody makes a joke that it'll just hit and you'll be just like, oh my God, I can't laugh. 
and it's the the <laughs> part where you're trying to hold it back like a valve and you know it's, it's breaking through but back to anyway back to this young woman and her youtube channel she writes lol but that's what we have now for interaction now this person who me, me and her have the same interest right skating right and i'm you know i'm thinking hey you're a really good skater and I, all I get is LOL. Or, you know, you might get one of those little stupid things called where people put faces up next to their emojis. Yes, yes, yes. It's, well, what a great society. But anyway, you know, but what I miss in that is the laugh. The actual human laugh. The <laughs> what kind of laugh was it, right? Was it a kind of a chuckle, which is kind of eh, mundane, boring, who cares? Was it a, one of those awkward laughs, you know, where, you know, somebody you don't expect to have an awkward laugh has an awkward laugh, which in turn makes you laugh? Was it a hilarious laugh? Was it a bend over laugh? Or was it one of those just, you know, kind of snickers? You miss out on that human element, so you don't even know how your comment resonated because you don't see the laugh. You miss out on the most human of things. And I'm by, uh, by the way, let me caveat. When I say you, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. Anyway, moving on. So I, I do that, and I missed that. I said, I don't know how the comment resonated. Maybe it brought up some memories of her skating and everything and her falling, right? But that was an interesting interaction for me because she was very nice, but something really human was lost there. The actual seeing of the laughter. I know, it seems weird, right? Well, like I said... It's the most human of things. It's it's a part of our lives. We, we're mortal, okay? If you haven't realized that with this whole coronavirus pandemic thing, no matter what you think of it, it's one of the things that it, I think it's done is it kind of let everybody know, hey, we're mortal, which I've been harping about for years. We're going to die, you know what I mean? We have very few things in life more precious than laughter. It really is. It's this human connection. And, you know, for somebody like me, reaching out for connection and reaching out to this person in a way, you know, just commenting on their thing, not really expecting a response back. I was very thankful she responded back. I mean, listen, it shows a bit of caring. It shows a bit of humanity there. But I missed out on that laughter. That That's why I like going to my parents' house. Like, I'm going to go to my parents' house in a little bit. We're going to sit on the porch and we're going to shoot the breeze. My granddad, when he was alive, God rest his soul. The older men, I, as a younger man, I used to love watching the older men just shoot the breeze. Because it was laughter. Laughter was a thing in our family. My granddad was the funniest man who ever lived. Not even close. George Sears. Just the funniest human being. I, as a young kid, would be eager to go to Alabama just to hear him complain about things. He was funny. And he, he knew he was funny. But, like I said, there's something missing. when I, that, that comment when I, I talked about it. I know, it's in the weeds. I know people think it's in the weeds. But you know what? I think about these things. I thought about it for a week and a half. You know, and I thought, you know what? It's an interesting aspect there that I, I hadn't really considered. The second one was, I uh, looked on another YouTube thing. So, you know, you get YouTube recommendations. And sometimes you just go on random searches, right? You see what you come up with, right? You know, loneliness, right? And I... I I'm interested in it because well, I have a podcast about it, so obviously it goes without saying. So I come across this one channel, right? And this uh, other young woman, she's got a thing, a video about how to be alone without being lonely and dealing with loneliness. I, 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 you know, I have this sort of bull sees red reaction to those kind of videos. 
it's the it's the super popular person who says, you know, listen, I like I'm lonely sometimes, you know, and here's how I deal with being alone. I use it to grow. And I'm thinking next thing you know, you have pictures of them surrounded by like 40 people all fawning on them. I mean, I have that kind of initial reaction. So I had to kind of think about that because my initial reaction was, oh, my God, this is the rich person trying to play poor person going. I have it so hard driving a Bentley with a manual transmission. Can you believe it? It's flappy paddle. I have to move my fingers to shift gears, right? You're thinking that's a $200,000 car. Chill out. So I had to think about this. And so I watched the video and I, I tried to make it through. And, you know, it was it was problem. No offense to you. Like I said, the young lady is very good at producing her quality content. You know, I, I give her props for it to do. Listen, she's got 700,000 subscribers on YouTube. She's obviously doing something right. But I said, this is an interesting place for me to be. And then I'd read the comments and you see people writing stuff. And then, you know, sometimes she would respond, you know, but you're thinking, this is one person. How you can't respond to 15,000 comments. I couldn't respond to 15,000 comments in my lifetime. That's a lot of freaking comments to respond to and respond to thoughtfully. Oh, no. You're getting – listen, I know I just talked about LOL. You're getting LOL to death. I'm like, LOL, 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 ha you know, whatever, right? Blow them off, right? Let them, know, let them think you connected, right? But she's talking about this, and I'm thinking, you know, and then I came across one comment. Well, this other person writes her, you know, because people are saying, oh, your content is so inspirational. You've done so much for me. And she, listen, she has done some good things for people because people have affirmed that on the channel. That's cool. I, I don't knock that at all. There was one comment that stood out to me. And there was this person, this guy is like, listen, yeah. He's like, I, I know what it's like to be alone. I'm always lonely. I don't really have any friends. He's like, I want to thank you for helping me. And that comment stood out to me in the weirdest way. Well, not in the weirdest way, because I said, that's somebody who gets it. He gets it, you know. And that's where nuance comes in, right? Because you'll see the people who talk about, well, yeah, I'm lonely too. I'm uh, sometimes I'm alone, and they don't get it. They don't understand it, man. It's it's, just, it's beyond them. They they don't understand the, the gravity of this. Where you're like, I literally don't have any friends. They don't. They'll do the. I have a couple friends, but I really don't have a lot of friends. Like, wait a minute. There is a universe of difference between having just a couple friends. And having no friends. It's mathematical, okay? One is a quantity that is substantive. The other quantity does not exist. It's weird. It's a vacuum. Lack of substance, it in essence becomes a vacuum. One penny is more than no pennies because there's nothing there. But watching that guy's comment and, you know, then I would read some of the comments. And I, not to criticize the young woman because, you listen, she's in her early 20s. She's got hundreds of thousands of subscribers she probably got millions more on her instagram following and i thought about her i said how would she respond to that would she understand that person's comment would she understand the gravity of him and obviously she wouldn't understand it she wouldn't get it and then i'm thinking well even the comments she does respond to you know people i don't know i have a theory about justin bieber you know 
I don't, why, why bring up Justin Bieber? Because Justin Bieber is kind of the go-to celebrity for like, look at how he turned out, or Britney Spears, you know? Look at Britney Spears. She's this and this and that and that, you know? And going through your life and Britney Spears being in my life and almost us being the same age with her coming about when I was still in high school, we just kind of assume that they're supposed to be normal about everything. You take an 11-year-old boy, throw a bag of money in front of him and tell him his whole life, yes, 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 whatever you want. Then when he turns 23, we're going like, well, why is he acting this way? It's like, well, because any one of us would do that, right? I mean, there's the rare person that would sit there and kind of govern themselves. I mean, excess. Humans love excess. We're Listen, I live in America. America loves excess. I just sat there in Food Line and watched three people who were wildly overweight filling their carts with Sodas, Mountain Dews, crackers, cereals, carbs. I was looking and going like, oh my God. I just said, whatever. I just roll my eyes and keep it moving. I'm going like, one or two vegetables wouldn't kill you. It'll slow the inevitable death and we're all going to die, but still. But I I look at Justin Bieber and I go, why would he be normal? Like when when he interacts with fans and he gets pouty with them, I'm like... Why would you expect him to be normal? There's no way. Him and Selena Gomez, Aaron O'Grady, all these people that are out there that we build up and that we make into these demigods, how can they possibly be normal? There's no way in hell. You, imagine yourself given that kind of power. Oh, my God. It's, it, they, there's a good reason they say power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. I would be utterly corrupted if I was Justin Bieber. I would be, the, I would be a Caligula 2.0. It just is what it is. I'm Listen... You want to check me and let me have the world at my feet. Don't don't expect me to be nice about anything. But going back to this young woman, right? She has this YouTube channel. She's 20-something years old. Now, I know we live in a society now where the young people have all this influence where thousands and thousands of years you had to sit at the feet of gray-haired men and women and learn from them because wisdom was something that was valued. Not so much in the society anymore, you know? And then that, it just is the way it is. And those young people, they get into where they fit in, you know? That's what we tell them. We tell them, hey, you make a lot of money doing this, right? But she has this video out. She puts it out there. She's not an expert on anything, nor am I, right? But she has a, an interesting vantage point, right? I, I kind of took that for what it was. I'm thinking I appreciated her vantage point, right? But I came away from it a little bit sad and a little bit worried. I'm going to go at social media more in the future because you know what? I, I can feel myself just like I'm dialing in. I'm, 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 right now, I'm just throwing shells out there to see where, where they're landing. I'm shooting torpedoes, see what the range is. I'm range finding. But anyway, back to her. She can't respond thoughtfully to 15,000 comments. That's overwhelming. She would need a staff of people to do it, right? And then, you know, you have all her well-made videos where... You know, she puts up, you know, workout videos, which, you know, I've looked at some more of her videos. I'm thinking, oh, boy, you know, there's a combination of, you know, inspirational female, but a little bit sexy there for, you know, in case guys trip across that channel and all that stuff. And you're thinking. And then, of course, she's got a brand and she's got all these models around her. And I'm thinking all those people, she can't possibly ever be lonely. Right. And, And I come to it and I go. You mean, she probably has a couple good close connections. You need that because I can see how that could be the most lonely thing in the world. I, I, I could not take millions of people going, hey, listen, man, you inspired me. I'd be like, don't, don't, don't let me inspire you, please. Oh, boy. Super flawed here. But that's what we do. We build up, in essence, flawed people to be demigods. I mean, you know, that's what 
I I look a little bit on Instagram, and I'm fascinated by Instagram. I'm fascinated by, like I said, I could not be a young woman on Instagram. I'll say that straight up. I couldn't be. I I would not. But you know what? I'm a guy, so there's me talking from an unnuanced position, right? But you see all the connection. You're thinking, for all those guys thirsting after those beautiful women, where's any meaningful, real connection? Where's that one friend? Do you ever meet a one friend on Instagram? Or is, is is everything kind of a strange encounter that's, you know, where either sex or attraction is implied? It's super weird. It's like, how, how do you ever connect with people? And so I came away with those both interactions, and they, they really stuck with me, you know. And I said, you know, I can't fault anybody. We were, we're kind of all in this thing. Like I said, social media came about. They, they called it social media. It's like we still haven't gone through the ramifications of the Industrial Revolution. I mean, you live in America right now. Listen, you realize we, we have not figured out the Industrial Revolution right now because it, 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 we go through cycles and now we're going through it again. We have this election and just people going crazy. But even then, you know, we haven't figured out social media. I mean, like I said, as I'm recording this right now, in case you don't know, in case you live under a rock, yes, there's an election, you know, in a couple of days, and there's a presidential election, and everybody's just hollering at everybody else, and it's like, well, and of course, I'm just, I stand to the side, and people say, who are you voting for? I go, I listen, everybody, basically black and white, and everybody else is in the same boat, it's the super wealthy lobbyists in Washington who have your government captured. You're not smart enough to realize that. You want to use, they, they use avatars, they use Biden and Trump as avatars, and then they keep us fighting each other. We're all in the same boat. We're all kind of struggling, but but you see how social media used that, you know? It kind of mobilized us against each other. You see how people could just get out and flame each other. We don't have that nuanced conversation. And that's what I was missing. I would love to talk to somebody I disagree with politically, but face-to-face is so much more more enjoyable, right? You can talk to them. You can feel their reaction, right? You can see their face change as you make points, and you can just give them the same response back. You can give them respect. You can have moments where you laugh together. You lose so much of that when you're on the computer, when you can just fire off salvo. That's it. Or you can go to your echo chamber. That's what everybody does. We go to our echo chamber, and then we go to the other side. We don't go there in good faith and just sit there and talk and just be nice. Then, of course, there's the advent of what's, what is called, weirdly, the trolls. Who are people who, maybe for multiplicity of reasons, maybe loneliness, maybe aggressive behavior. There's a whole bunch of things. Like I said, we haven't figured out the Industrial Revolution yet. Fire off and set off fireworks. But all that was encompassed in interaction with these two people on YouTube. How much of the human interaction that I miss... And why I feel so much of that in my life now is my, a lot of my interaction with friends has gone to social media. I miss that face-to-face contact. I miss the actual laughter. I miss the joking around, the roughhousing, the, these, these things that are so essentially human. And I, you know, I, I do kind of look around and I go, oof, the social media thing. Like I said, I even did a weird thing on my Facebook page. I kind of made a post and, you know, a couple people responded and I said, I just go through it now and I just get rid of people who are friends. I just say, I get rid of this card, get rid of that card, get rid of that icon. I just clear it out and I go, I want reality. I want the actual, to reflect my reality. If I don't have any friends, let my Facebook account show zero friends and keep it moving, right? 
But I'm still thankful that even in the middle of all this kind of anti-social media, you know, even the young lady with the roller skating channel thought enough to respond. It was nice of her. You know, I'll take it. You know, listen, it was kind to her. She's busy. We're all busy. Trust me, I'm busy. I wouldn't have time to respond. I'd hire somebody to respond. But I was I was really thinking about that the last couple of weeks. I, I just really, really like said I was dialing in on it and I was I, I just realized how much I missed a lot of that good human interaction and it makes me appreciative as a truck driver when I go on yards where I know the forklift driver now and he goes, Hey, what's up, boss man? I go, Hey, yeah, how you doing, boss man? How you doing today? You just talk and you can have little conversations. It's so refreshing now. It makes me glad, you know, because I said as I Maybe, like I said, maybe I can sink this capital ship. I don't know how anybody else would. Maybe one day I said, you know what, I, I can say, eh, who cares about the legacy of Facebook? Maybe I can just get rid of it and get it out of my life. Maybe just live a little bit. I'm hoping for that day. Never had Instagram. Never had any of that other stuff. But I said, maybe one day. One day this anti-social media ship. Maybe this torpedo boat. Might just sink it. We'll see you when we see you. I'm not going to lie to you. But like I said, trust me, if I, I disappear, I'm thinking about something. And I'm thinking about it deeply. Or maybe, like I said, the pit is real. I don't make this up. I don't talk about depression and loneliness and all this stuff and go, haha, I'm putting on a brand. No, this is actually real life. This is happening in real time. So I don't see for a while, like I said, don't worry, I, I I will be back. I will catch you on the flip side. Maybe a couple weeks, maybe a month, maybe next week. Who knows? But I appreciate you. I appreciate you listening. Like I said, especially if you live in America, keep your head low. Don't get into shouting matches with people. It's Trust me, it's not worth it. Take care of yourself, and we'll catch you on the flip side.